Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another Soul of America radio broadcast. Tonight's episode is Let's Straighten It Out, starring Dr. Bo, also known as Big Easy. Big Easy helps you work out and foster healthy relationships. Tonight's show is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio and hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. And now, without any ado, we take you directly to Let's Straighten It Out with Dr. Bo. to be connected and to communicate 
with folks. It also has drastically changed the way we interact with each other. And in some instances, people can get so caught up in these virtual relationships on Facebook and other social media that they disconnect from their real relationships and things get out of balance as things um, progress. When you think about relationships and the concept of a friend, there are different degrees of intimacy in relationships and different degrees of connectedness. I think about my sons when they were younger. They would tell me about their friend, and they would tell you some things, but you say, well, what's your friend's name? Well, I don't know. His nickname is Bug or Junebug. Well, where does he live? I don't know. And they don't really <laughs> know these people, but they consider them friends when they're really just acquaintances, if that much. So when we think about relationships, relationships typically take a natural course of development over a period of time. And you go through different stages where you become attracted to someone for some reason. There's something that you have in common. You want to become friends with that person. And you gradually build a relationship over a period of time. And as time passes, that relationship develops and we determine different levels of intimacy in our relationships. Well, these virtual relationships don't develop naturally because it's not a natural circumstance oftentimes. What we see on a person's Facebook page or what they put in their profiles oftentimes may not be reality. So what we're basing our opinion on about that relationship is what we see in the profile, what we see as people interact uh, on the Internet. And that's not always um, an accurate picture of who that person is and what they are, um, what they profess to be. Now, one of the things that we have to realize is that these virtual relationships can wreak havoc on our real relationships, and it's become a major contributor to jealousy, infidelity, and divorce. As a matter of fact, a lot of divorce attorneys uh, use Facebook and other social media to gather information or evidence in divorce proceedings. And I've counseled numerous couples that um, their marriage or their relationship has been wrecked because of their spouse or their significant other hooking up with someone on Facebook. And as we consider our relationships, we need to set some priorities and determine um, what's really important in our life and how do we want to have our relationships affected we have to make some choices, and one of the things we need to realize is that if you are a frequent user of Facebook, then you need to be mindful of the potential impact that it can have on your natural relationships. And everything that's been invented, all the technology, all the conveniences that we enjoy have good intentions. The Internet was developed with good intentions, but now you have to deal with hackers and viruses and all this other stuff. So just about everything that was developed for a good purpose can be misused and abused. So tonight we want to look at this whole concept of uh, social media and social networking and what impact does it have on our relationships? What are the pros and cons? What are some phenomena that have developed over the years because of the nature 
of social networking and what are some of the challenges that we need to be prepared for as we look at what impact does Facebook and other social networks have on our relationships. Now, when I talk about social media and social networking, we're talking about Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and all of the other um, resources that are out there. Most of my focus is going to be on Facebook simply because Facebook is apparently the largest social network in the world, and according to Facebook statistics, there are over 500 million active users of Facebook. And at any given time, 50% of these users are logged on and sometimes for extended periods of time. There's a graphic um, that I'll share the link a little bit later, but it was a graphic that was put together for Facebook. Uh, it's on www.mashable.com. I will put that link on later, but it has some very interesting uh, statistics about Facebook and um, the types of people that use it and that sort of thing. But one of the things I found interesting is that one statistic on there is that Facebook users spend more than 700 billion minutes per month. That's billion with the B. Um, if you consider that there are 60 minutes an hour, there are 5,025. 525,600 minutes in a year. So that 700 billion minutes per month is a cumulative total of 1.3 million years of Facebook utilization each month. Um, another fact said that more than 250 million users access Facebook uh, via mobile devices, and these users are twice as active as the non-mobile users. There was also some interesting uh, data that was produced by the Pew Research Group, and they indicated that the average Facebook the average Facebook user has approximately two hundred and twenty nine friends. And if you think about this whole concept of what a real friend is, uh, there's a set of research uh, um, that was done that shows that most people have an upper limit of the number of people that we can personally know. And that's knowing in the sense of a true relationship where you know something about that person and you have some meaningful interaction with that person from time to time. And um, according to this research, um, most people can only handle about 150 people as far as people that we know. Facebook says the average number of friends for Facebook users, 130. Uh, the Pew research says 229, so we can strike a half a medium there. But I've seen people that have two or 3,000 friends, and I'm thinking there's no way that you could manage that many people. And for the most part, there's very little of any contact or communication with some of these people because a lot of times once you friend someone, you don't necessarily have regular contact with that person. And there are some people, there are different dynamics that go on as to what causes people to friend other folks and to develop these networks. But what is the impact of Facebook on our relationships? I ran across this article, 
and it was by a guy, Clive Thompson, who wrote an article called Brave New World of Digital Intimacy. And one of the comments that he made was that Facebook has caused an explosion in weak ties or loose acquaintances. And according to Mr. Thomas, um, this whole concept of Facebook friends, he raised questions like what sort of relationships are these? What does it mean to have hundreds of friends on Facebook? What kind of friends are they? Um, Robin Dunbar was the one that came up with the theory. He's an anthropologist that came up with the theory that the average person can only know about 150 people at any given time. So in spite of the, the fact that Facebook makes it very easy for us to develop these friends, if you consider this concept by Cleve Thomas of these weak connections, um, although you can have a lot of connection with people, if you imagine you're reading daily updates from all these hundreds and thousands of folks, and some people do that, they get pretty hooked on Facebook, although these are distant relationships or digital relationships, it can really drain you emotionally. It can take on a lot of your energy. And what that does is that it doesn't leave a whole lot of room for your real intimate relationships. And so even though you're online with these people and sometimes never actually meet these people face-to-face, these relationships aren't very powerful emotionally but they can drain you and take up space in your relationships. And when we think about the nature of our communication online, it's caused us in some instances to pretty much detach ourselves or withdraw from natural relationships. There are instances where people spend more time online on Facebook interacting with folks than they do in real life. Uh, There have been people that have gotten in trouble on at work because of their essential addiction to Facebook. So what we want to think about is this whole concept of social networking and social media, particularly Facebook, uh, what impact does it have on our natural relationships? What are some of the pros and cons, and what are some of the things that we need to be mindful of as we go through our day Facebook and then networking. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in a few minutes and we'll pick up from there. But remember, call your friends, tell them to log in to www.soulofamericaradio.com or to call in at 323-784-9638. We'll be back in a few. You're listening to Dr. Bo Worldwide on Let's Straighten It Out right here on the Soul of America Radio. Give Dr. Bo a call right now at 323-784-9638. That's 323-784-9638 right here on the Soul of America Radio. This is a very important message from the Soul of America Radio. Please pardon our progress. We're making major changes in our programming and programming lineup at this time, and please ask for your patience as we do so. The Soul of America Radio isn't going anywhere. We're just making progress at this time. Thank you, 
and continue enjoying the rest of Let's Straighten It Out with Dr. Bo. Worldwide, let's return to Let's Straighten It Out. Give Dr. Bo a call at 323-784-9638 and press 1 when you want to speak to Dr. Bo. That number is 323-784-9638. Press 1 to speak to Dr. Bo and don't you forget it. And now, here's Dr. Bo in Let's Straighten It Out. Okay, folks, welcome back to Let's Straighten It Out. Uh, we're going to continue our discussion of social networking and its impact on our relationships. As Long said, I pointed out that the main human need that social networking meets is our need to belong and contributes to our sense of self-esteem. And depending on your personality traits will determine what kind of influence social networking has on you. If you're pretty secure, um, then that's one thing. But there are some people that aren't that secure in their relationships, and it makes them more vulnerable to some of the negative impacts of um, social networking, particularly with Facebook. So what exactly is it about these virtual relationships um, that makes us so vulnerable or that uh, causes us to have these risk factors. Uh, there's an article that I read by Rick Reynolds, who's the founder of AffairRecovery.com, and this group does a lot of work with people that have um, been victims of infidelity where it has damaged their relationships, and it provides resources for people to repair their relationships uh, after there's been infidelity, particularly as a result of these connections on Facebook and other social media. And there are six reasons, according to Mr. Reynolds, as to why we're so vulnerable to these social uh, networks or these virtual relationships. And the first thing he points out is the quick response. It meets our need for instant gratification if you think about you can instantly connect with someone on the other side of the world just with the click of a mouse, and you can have a direct interaction with that person online. Um, you know, this is something that addresses our need for instant gratification, but at the same time it's not as accurate as with real relationships. So most of us are always in a hurry. We go to fast food and that's not fast enough, so we're just rush, rush, rush. But this whole need for instant gratification is also the root cause of habits or addiction. Um, people that are vulnerable to uh, addictions, um, a lot of that is because of that need for instant gratification. And so that's one of the reasons that these virtual relationships make us so vulnerable. The other thing that he pointed out is accessibility. 
uh, the Internet can provide access to um, people that we normally wouldn't interact with. And when you meet people online, you don't always know exactly who it is that you meet, and you don't always know any more than what they tell you. You have to assume that what they tell you is accurate, but oftentimes people put on their profiles what they want you to believe, and uh, sometimes these things are not accurate. But because of the quick response and accessibility, uh, then that makes us more vulnerable to these relationships. Uh, he also points out what he calls the online disinhibition effect. Because people are pretty much invisible on the Internet, um, we kind of lower our inhibitions. And sometimes people will say and do anything. We have too much information sometimes. It's amazing that, uh, what people will say online because um, their inhibitions have been lowered. It's almost like the impact effect of alcohol or drugs where your inhibitions are lowered because of the effect of drugs. So these virtual networks can cause us to let our guards down and say things that we wouldn't normally feel comfortable saying and do things that we wouldn't normally feel comfortable doing. What people don't realize is the permanency of the cyber net is once you put something out there on the Internet, it's out there. And if you say something that you regret later, uh, sometimes you don't have an opportunity to um, pull that back. So this online disinhibition effect causes people to say and do things that they wouldn't ordinarily do in person. And that can really damage some relationships sometimes. So people get real bold online, and sometimes they can say things that are negative that can damage relationships. Sometimes people uh, who ordinarily would be kind of passive and insecure might become flirtatious online, and uh, you just never know what you're dealing with when you're dealing with people online. The other point that Mr. Reynolds points out is anonymity, and that kind of goes along with the previous note here, is that because we have this presumed anonymity, um, that can be a powerful drug uh, because we think that people don't know, but sometimes there are ways of people finding out stuff that you don't think that they know. And there are a lot of people that use Facebook and social media who are not tech-savvy, who don't know how to ensure that their uh, privacy and security is in place, who don't know how to avoid some of these uh, things that happen um, with Facebook. So this anonymity also contributes to people being sometimes more open than they would be in a normal conversation. The other point that he makes is affordability. Uh, you can interact with a lot of people um, for just the cost of your use of Internet. It's not like if you're in a real relationship and you're having to go out on a date or do some activity that's going to cost, uh, you can spend hours online interacting with people and it's you know, minimal cost, just the cost of your Internet service. Um, the sixth thing that he points out is this illusion of secrecy. Um, people think that you know no one will know uh, what's going on. You see a lot of times in uh, relationships, particularly in married or committed relationships, um, people that are secretive are more at risk of damaging their relationship than someone who is open. So one thing you want to think about is 
Where's your computer when you're online on Facebook? Uh, one thing that I want to point out is that a lot of the factors that apply to social networking and social media applies to another pretty prevalent problem, which is Internet porn because of accessibility, anonymity, and the addiction factor. A lot of people you know, get caught up on um, Internet porn because of those same factors. So this illusion of secrecy can be deceiving. Um, people think, well, nobody will know what's really going on with me. Uh, people fulfill their fantasy lives. Um, and if you are married or in a committed relationship, that could be very dangerous because you can get sucked into these relationships, and before you know it, things have gotten out of control. And so if you find yourself um, being impacted by any of these factors, then you need to be mindful of what steps can you take to uh, reevaluate that situation before you end up uh, doing something that you might regret later and that's something that you have to be mindful of proactively. Uh, you have to do something about that before it happens because once you start connecting with people, and I really don't understand, well, I understand theoretically uh, and intellectually why people do some of these things, but it's amazing some of the risks that people take. You find people that hook up with someone on Facebook or through some other social media and they go from New York to California to meet this person that they've never seen, and there are a lot of people that um, end up getting married or getting into relationships with people that they met online. I know there are a lot of online dating services, but uh, these services typically do some research and background on folks, but for someone to uproot themselves and move to a different place or meet someone that they don't know to me, is not a you know not good judgment. You're taking a risk because you are assuming that everything that person has told you is true. You are assuming that that person is safe, but you never know uh, what you might be getting into uh, when you agree to meet someone that you've met online. So if you are an adult and you have the choice to make those uh, decisions, I always tell people that I counsel that. If you are an adult and have not been adjudicated incompetent, then you maintain the right to make bad choices. And so you have to think about what are some of the risks that you're taking when you uh, meet someone online and you agree to meet that person uh, face-to-face. Uh, you probably need to consider taking someone with you um, or to meet at a public place. But that could be a very risky thing to do of um, hooking up with someone that you have met online without really knowing anything about that person. In a face-to-face -face relationship, typically, if you've met that person through an acquaintance or through some method where you had a chance to be in a safe environment with that person until you got to know that person, uh, then that's one thing. But you're really taking a risk when you engage in these relationships and you agree to meet people face-to-face -face that you encounter online. Now, that doesn't mean that all people are risky or threats, but you have to consider the potential risk factor um, when you agree to meet someone face-to-face -face that you initially uh, met online. So 
as you think about your relationships, um, are you satisfied with your relationships? If you are in a relationship that you're not satisfied with, then you're more vulnerable to give in to some of these um, social networking uh, phenomenon, and sometimes that gives you a false impression of the nature of the relationship that you have. And as you think about your real relationships, what impact has social networking had on your relationships? Now, you might want to get some feedback from your significant other, your spouse or whoever is your significant other, because their perception may be quite different. And sometimes we don't realize how quick the time passed. I've been on the Internet doing work projects or doing some research or on Internet research and stuff for the show, and you look up and you spent two or three hours, and it seems like it's just been 30 minutes. And so when you are involved with Internet and with social networking, uh, you need to be mindful. So that shows that uh, the statistic that Facebook puts out about people spending over 700 billion minutes per month on Facebook, uh, that's a lot of time online. When you think about the people around the world that are on Facebook for hours, then that's a lot of time that's taken away from your real relationships. So it's about time for us to take another break. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. But um, encourage your friends to call in and to log on. Uh, if you missed the show tonight, uh, you can always do the archive version. But we'll be back in a few minutes. Radio. Don't go anywhere. Dr. Bo is coming right back. I'm Tony Stallings with the Soul of America Radio, and we'd like to thank you for your patience. That's right, patience during our construction. We are reconstructing SOAR for the best experience possible for you. I wouldn't have it any other way. Most of our programmings are no longer available as we are revamping everything. We aren't going nowhere. We're just getting better. Thank you for your continued support, as always. Love you in peace. Keep soaring. Give Dr. Bo a call at 323-784-9638 and press 1 to speak with Dr. Bo. This is the Soul of America Radio. And we now return you to Let's Straighten It Out with Dr. Bo, right here on the Soul of America Radio. Okay, folks, welcome back to Let's Straighten It Out. Uh, we're going to continue our discussion of uh, social networking and its impact on our relationships. Uh, we have a caller that wants to make a comment, so we will uh, bring that person in. Hold on one second. Um, hello, caller. Hello. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fine. Welcome to Let's Straighten It Out. 
Well, thank you, and uh, happy Memorial Day. We do know each other, and uh, I remembered to call in, Bo. Okay. (laughs) This is Jamie. Okay. That's a pleasant surprise. (laughs) Yes, it is. Okay. Happy holidays. Well, I'm looking forward to the weekend. I am, too. Yeah. Well, folks, I want to let you know that this is one of my longtime friends. As a matter of fact, she was my co-host when I did the show live here in Chattanooga. So this was a pleasant surprise, just like a birthday present. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, I was uh, intrigued uh, with the subject. Mm -hmm. I was wondering why this, this topic, I guess because of its popularity, right? Well, that's part of it. I actually there was uh, just I was online earlier, well, late last week, and just looking at some of the things that people were posting, um, it just made me think about some of the things that you see on Facebook in particular and how it impacts relationships. But I've also had several people that I've been uh, counseling that have had their relationships damaged because of uh, Facebook. You know, some couples have even gotten divorced because of that. So that was a lot of it. It's just in the past week, I've just, from people that I know and the people I've encountered and just looking at some of the negative impact of uh, social networking, it's just another one of those instances where something that was developed for a positive purpose ends up being misused and it ends up, having a negative impact on our relationships, and that was part of what uh, made me think about it. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, you were giving out statistics. I was just curious. Uh, You talked about the number of hours that people spend um, on uh, these uh, particular networks. Mm -hmm. I was just um, curious. Surely there's something that's positive from it um, in that, there's a likelihood these people are lonely. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they're reaching out for whatever reason, uh, like you said, the gratification, but uh, not realizing, you know, the negative. Um, mm-hmm. If it does happen, uh, you know, I I was talking to. Uh, it's kind of funny uh, going on Facebook, which I, I really personally don't care for myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I like to talk face to face with an individual, mm-hmm. uh, you know, call me, text me, but you know, and I don't really quite understand how a lot of it works and what it it means because mm-hmm. I'm I'm old school, um, <laughs> but um, I I think it is interesting how it does connect so many people that maybe uh, you know passed your way throughout life mm-hmm. that you hadn't heard from or seen and. There they are. Yeah, and it serves a useful purpose. As a matter of fact, there was one statistic um, from the Pew Network that over 25% of the Facebook friends are folks from high school. And I've reconnected with a lot of people from high school um, and people that I haven't seen in a long time. As a matter of fact, um, I don't want people to think that Facebook and the social networking is necessarily negative because it does serve a lot of useful purposes. For example, it does provide a social network for people that are lonely or who otherwise wouldn't have relationships, but you have to be careful to 
not get those out of balance. But through Facebook, I was able to reconnect with a cousin that I haven't seen since 1968. Oh, wow. We connected, and when I went home a few weeks ago, we uh, spent some time together. But I've connected with this. I had been trying to get in touch with him uh, and never could, you know, catch up with him. But we reconnected on Facebook, and there are several of my cousins that I've reconnected with through Facebook. There are high school and college classmates that uh, I've reconnected with. Uh, there's a network that I've developed uh, through Facebook, you know, that I ordinarily would not have, and it's given me a venue for this program. So it has a lot of positive benefit, and people just have to be careful to keep a balance to not let it have a negative impact on their uh, real relationships, particularly people that are married or in committed relationships. But there are a lot of positives, and probably more positive than negative. And I think that we forget sometimes that there is a good side or a bad side to everything. But, uh, yes, a lot of people who or lonely or who wouldn't otherwise have those relationships, that serves a purpose for them. But So it's not all bad. Uh, there's some yeah. good that can come out of it, and I think that um, most people use it for a positive purpose. But there's always, I think, the people that are going to misuse it or people that end up being unfaithful are probably going to be you know, capable of doing that anyway, whether they're on Facebook or not. That's just a different medium for them to do it. But there are just certain aspects about social networking that make people more vulnerable if they have those personality traits that make them uh, likely to do some of those things anyway. But I agree it's a useful purpose for people that otherwise wouldn't have these social connections. But uh, we have to strike a balance and to... Uh, make sure we don't let it have a negative impact on us. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I really do appreciate that. I just yeah. found it interesting. I was wondering uh, before I called in what you were talking about, but I mm-hmm. see you make it very clear and plain. Yeah. So those of you who are uh, listening and uh, maybe thinking about, oh, well, I don't know if I want to get in on this discussion. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a good way to... Um, um, you know, just converse and, and talk about some things. I know that there are a lot of concerned parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I have some coworkers who talked about this very subject and how they, uh, I guess they call it spyware, how they yeah. check in on their kids. Yeah. Right. Uh, this is this is so incredible to me, Bo, because, yeah. um, I mean, we didn't have to deal with this back in the day. I, I thank God for that because, I mean, no telling what would have uh, become of us. I, I just wonder down the road, uh, you know, years later when you look back on your life, um, you know, what could have been or what, you know, you should well, have done. Is, you know, it's a new day, and I think that, you know, there are people that are stalked, you know, on the yeah. Internet through Facebook. There are um, people that find out information about their mates. There are employers that go on Facebook and do background checks on people. There are credit companies that go on Facebook. There are a lot of people out there, some of these salesmen that go on uh, social network to connect with people. And you have to be mindful um, 
that there are a lot of people out there that will take advantage of this resource that's supposed to be a benefit and misuse mm-hmm. it. So, unfortunately, most kids probably know more about technology and social media than their parents. So, a lot of parents are at a disadvantage because they are old school and don't know how to protect their children from predators that are right. on the internet. But you know, there are a lot of positive things that can be used. Um, through social networking and social media. A lot of businesses are using that for advertisement and for customer mm-hmm. service. Um, there are some uh, counselors and mental health centers, for example, that use Facebook and social media as an education resource uh, for their clients, uh, providing online education uh, and information um for people. So there are a lot of positive benefits and that's what we really need to focus on. Fortunately the right. negative is just a small minority of the big picture. I think for the most part people use it for a positive means and um there are folks that I've met through Facebook that um I realize is a virtual relationship and I try to keep a balance with that. But um, you know, there are a lot of positive things and you know, you can I keep up with people that I don't otherwise see, and it's just been a real benefit. But um, I really appreciate you calling in, and now that you've called in, you're going to call me one day and surprise me that you're going to join me again. Okay. <laughs> All the right. The invitation well. is still out there. Okay. Okay, well, well, thanks good for hearing, calling. Good hearing you, and you have a wonderful holiday. Okay, you too. Okay, bye. Okay, folks, that was a pleasant surprise. That was Jamie Hancock. She and I did this show years ago when I did it on a local radio station here in Chattanooga, so it was good to hear her voice again and to have her call in. So what we want to use the last 15 minutes or so that we have is to just look at some of the pros and cons of uh, social networking. Uh, Some of the positives is that it provides a means of communication and connectivity for a lot of people that wouldn't otherwise have those resources. And it also you know, provides easy access. So there are a lot of benefits um, for using social media. Uh, one of the things that we want to be mindful of is that with anything, there's always going to be a downside. And unfortunately, some people um, that are at risk of um, addiction can really um, get caught up in this uh, the social work social network um, phenomenon and lose sight of their real relationship so the key here is to strike a balance in what you do and to not lose sight that always there's a good and a bad so what we want to do so that we make sure we don't run out of time and in case we have someone else that wants to call in, let's take another quick break. We'll be back in a couple of minutes, and then we'll wrap it up for the night. So hang on. Let's straighten it out. We'll return right after these messages. Don't waste another minute thinking about it. Pick up the phone and give us a call at 323-784-9444. 
1-800-242-9638. And if you're holding and want to speak right now, press 1 to speak to the host. You're listening to the Soul of America Radio. Welcome back to Let's Straighten It Out. The phone lines are open for your call right now. Dr. Bo will be taking your calls at 323-784-9638 and press 1 if you want to speak on the air live. Again, that number is 323-784-9638 and just simply press 1 if you want to speak to Dr. Bo. And now, welcome back to Let's Straighten It Out, starring Dr. Bo on the Soul of America Radio. Okay, folks, welcome back to Let's Straighten It Out. We're talking about social networking, social media, and its impact on our relationships. And we have looked at some of the pros and cons of social networking, and we realized that um, there's always a good side and a bad side. Uh, looks like we've got someone else that wants to make a comment, so let's bring this caller on and see what they have to say. Hello, caller. You want to make a comment? Hey, Dr. Bo, how you doing tonight? Oh, I'm hanging in here. That's the best way to, to be. <laughs> Might as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is an interesting topic. Um, I, you've, you've chimed on just about everything I could have thought to say. Uh, I did want to add another element, but before I do that, I heard you say earlier that uh, you've been able to connect with cousins uh, and long-lost friends. Well, to be honest, I, I've connected with cousins and long-lost friends that I wish I hadn't. <laughs> 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 uh, you know, like so it can work good both ways. <laughs> One of the beauties I like about uh, Facebook is, and, and a lot of people might not, not care to hear this, but it's the truth. If you find yourself in a chat or a conversation, quote-unquote, that you're not happy with, you can simply, I know it can be rude, but if you can't get out of it in person, you can sure get out of it on Facebook. <laughs> you, you just you just say, you, I never got the message, or you just kind of fade away. And you can always get out of a conversation on Facebook or Twitter. Accidentally unfriend them. <laughs> accidentally unfriend. And, and that's another aspect I wanted to bring up. Um, one thing about uh, Facebook, it can be a good tool, and, and there are a lot more positives, like you said, than negatives. Um, the only thing is, it, you know, experts say that. I think the lawyers are saying that Facebook is the number one reason uh, for a lot of divorces because they're using it for evidence. But at the same time, it's destroying a lot of friendships, and this is my personal view, mm-hmm. because when you type something or when you say something, it can have two different meanings. Right. Um, I could say something to you, um, and then I could type something to you, and you could misread it. And once right. you misread it, a person, I've seen it a hundred times, somebody will put something in that status box. Mm-hmm. The other friend says, he's talking about me. <laughs> Gets mad, defriends mm-hmm. him, blocks him, doesn't want to ever see him again, and in fact, if they see him, will probably won't say nothing. Uh-huh. Whereas, had they never seen each other on Facebook, they would have gone on being friends forever. Right. <laughs> and and I see that so much. When usually on Facebook, when you defriend somebody, it's fatal. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's relationship fatal. And well, and people take it seriously. 
Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 we 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 share a common friend that makes it a business to defriend people, and they'll just start looking around for people that might have offended them on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, and they'll block them, block yeah. them, or uh, defriend them. Not just defriend them, block them. So that, that's one thing I wanted to point out. And the last thing I kind of wanted to point out about uh, relationship, uh, I, I see it going in a place with this GPS. Mm-hmm. Uh, this isn't the kind of this isn't the show to really get involved in that because the, the, the show is entitled Social Media and Relationships. But just to stretch it just a little bit, um, I, I'm beginning to get a little feel of a Nostradam- Nostradamus type feel when you end of the world kind of thing. When you mm-hmm. the GPS is getting outrageous uh, with Twitter, with Facebook, with smartphones, with social media in general. And in fact, uh, to tie it into relationships, some of the relationships from divorces are, are tied into the to the GPS. You know, mm-hmm. you can post something on Facebook, and a, from what I understand, a person told his wife that he was uh, he was uh, with some buddies, uh, spending the, the, the weekend with some buddies in, in in that town watching the game. When in actuality, when he made a post on Facebook, it said he was across the country. Right. And so, <laughs> so well, people using their smartphones. A lot of them, if they don't turn the tracking off, it will show, will tell where you are. Right, right, right. So, so tying it into relationships, uh, I can see how it can contribute. But overall, uh, I, I think it's a, it's a, it's a good thing. Uh, I, I think it. Uh, I, I, I would, I'm waiting on you to do a show, with to see how it affects the youth because when we grew up. Dr. Bo, we went outside, we conversed with each other, right. talked to each other. We, When we had a, a, a party, it wasn't virtual. Mm-hmm. Um, my children, uh, not only in the social media, but with games, they get online and play now. They, they don't, right. we, we, we play with each other, but they mm-hmm. play online. So I'm waiting on the next show to be something involving uh, the, yeah. the effect on the social media's effect and online usage affect this, how it affects children and teenagers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll look at that because I think that's very critical because, you know, I think I've shared with you in a previous conversation we had about observing my nephew where he was sitting on one end of the couch, his girlfriend's on the other end of the couch, and they're texting each other <laughs> just three feet away from each other. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is ridiculous. But well, that's a, a show that we'll put on the pot so that we can do that one. But I think, you know, two things, you really made a point that was leading into what I was going to come in on next. There are two things that we need to think about is that part of what happened with Facebook and other social media is that we developed this false sense of intimacy with people. And we become too open too soon. And that's why some people have their feelings hurt if you defriend them or block them because we what ordinarily in a relationship might take months, we develop that sense of intimacy with people, a virtual intimacy, in just a matter of hours or a very short time. And another thing that there's a guy by the name of John, I'll probably murder his name, is Kachiopa, that mm-hmm. talks about the emotional contagion effect. And he talks about how people have a tendency to catch on to the emotions of someone else, and then it just kind of has a domino effect. And so you have one person that gets real um, adamant or emotional about something, and it just kind of goes. And when you are online and you can just 
start posting these things on your status, you can see sometimes people will post something. And sometimes I think people just do it just to see what kind of reaction they'll get. <laughs> but I think that we have to be mindful of some of these phenomena that have developed uh, because of social networking and not let that have a negative impact on our relationships. But I like the idea about looking at the impact that it's had on our youth, so I'll be thinking about that and pull something together. Okay, bro. Thanks a lot. Okay, have a good weekend. You too. Okay, folks, we want to spend the last few minutes of just looking at take an assessment of your use of Facebook and other social media and take a look at how is it impacting your natural relationships, your real-life relationships. Get feedback from your significant others, uh, your wife's husband, um, whoever might be significant in your life, and let them give you feedback. Do you find yourself um, being online behind closed doors? Is your computer out and open? Uh, you have to just look at what impact is social networking and social media having on you and your relationships. And one thing that you might look at is if you find yourself uh, spending too much time online or on Facebook, then you might start limiting you know your time on there, and because time can really get away from you. Another thing is that you want to monitor your emotional reaction when you're posting things and you get involved in these uh, exchanges with people, or you like to become overreactive or overly sensitive to some of the things that are said. You have to temper yourself and uh, monitor your emotions because. Once you develop these relationships, although they are virtual relationships, as I said earlier, you can develop, uh, you can expend a lot of emotional energy on things that happen online, and it's not always worth it. So you have to really look at, is my reaction realistic, is it reasonable, or am I overreacting? Am I getting caught up in this emotional contagion effect that I mentioned earlier? Um it's also important that you, if you are struggling with your self-esteem, that you don't compare yourself to people that you see online because a lot of times what people post is not necessarily an accurate image of who they are. I think a lot of people are honest about what they put on there, but um, you just have to really remind yourself that these are virtual relationships uh, these are people that you may not ever see or know in reality, but if you start comparing yourself to someone that you see online, uh, that can be pretty damaging. And you want to always try to maintain a balance between your virtual relationships and your real-life relationships. Um, I don't think any virtual relationship is worth risking your real-life relationship. But although there's a lot of good, you know, there's a lot of benefits that can be gained from the use of social media and social networking when it's used appropriately, but you have to be mindful of the downside of how sometimes uh, these resources can be abused and misused and how sometimes people can take advantage of vulnerable people um, through social networking and social media. Um, there are a lot of things about 
Facebook that I still find pretty quirky, and there are some things that I tend to ignore. And I've got a lot of pet peeves about uh, Facebook, and uh, some of them causes me to uh, take a break sometimes because it just uh, can be irritating at times. But there's always something good to look at through social media. Think about what it was intended to do, the positive sides of it, the communication connectivity for us to have access to a variety of networks. There's uh, positive that you can use it through your jobs. People that are in sales or other businesses can use that for advertising. Um, as I said earlier, some agencies or providers are using that for educational uh, resources for their clients. Uh, there's a lot of positives, but you have to be mindful of some of the downside and some of the tendencies that people have to take advantage of these things that had positive intentions. So as you think about Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, all of these different uh, resources out there, think about their original intent and what benefits you can gain from it, but also be mindful that sometimes there are some uh, negatives that can really damage relationships. And if you are in a relationship that's been damaged because of Facebook or some uh, social media, there are some resources out there that can help you to deal with that. And as is my practice, I will be posting some links uh, later on after the show that will provide you some resources to some of the research that I shared and some of the information that I shared. And also remember that you can always uh, log on to www.soulofamericaradio.com and listen to archive shows. Um, and that way, if you happen to miss the show, you can always go back and listen later. You won't be able to call in with the archive shows, but uh, you can always listen in. So I really appreciate those of you that have uh, listened and those that have called in. I'm glad that you all got to hear my old cohort from the past that was uh, brought back some fun memories. I appreciate her calling in. So I encourage you also when I post some of these links, uh, if you want to go to the Soul of America Radio uh, log and post some suggestions for future shows, I'm always open to suggestions of things that you want to do. So thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, we're going to be signing off, and we will see you next Thursday.